Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to our Wednesday show. I should say out of the gates and ready to go, but I won't step on We're ready. my partner, Jonathan We're ready. Hutton, with that. We are ready. Big show today. We got a lot of good coverage coming from you uh, from SEC Media Days throughout the show. Greg Sankey, SEC Commissioner, will join us a little bit later. Jim Nagy, head of the Reese's Senior Bowl, will be on the show as well. And uh, possibly Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops will be on the show. Big st- show today, and that's on top of Dan Dockich of Don't At Me and our fearless leader, Outkick President Clay Travis, joining us today. So much to get into, Hutton. We've got a lot. Yeah, plus primary complaint today, too. Jam-packed. Right. Uh, our goal each and every day, the next three hours, let's get there. Six o'clock Eastern uh, will happen fast. That's our guarantee. And uh, Chad's hopes and, and dreams every day is to get to the uh, 6 p.m. Eastern hour. I'm a simple man, Hutton. You know, I just want a few things. I want a, a roof over my head. I want a warm bed to sleep in. Okay. I want three square meals a day. And uh, I want three square hours on this show. Just three? To fly by. <laughs> just, just three. Just three. That's it. These three hours to fly by. Um, maybe some snacks mixed in also with those three, uh, those three hot meals. But I'm excited about today's show. A lot to get to. Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow, uh, and uh, time for Scorched Earth. We got some hot headlines for you. Look at this. I mean, it's, we're leading off with Hard Knocks, which won't even debut for weeks. Uh, and apparently, I mean, who could have predicted this? The Jets didn't want to be on Hard Knocks, and they're going to be quote unquote uncooperative with HBO and Hard Knocks. Here is where the headline is twisted, though, Chad. When's the last time you actually tuned in to Hard Knocks? I watched some of the Lions one a year ago. Some I, of the Lions, I, I, and they're I considered don't... to be more of the cooperative. This will be more watched with an uncooperative organization than anything that anyone's going to point to about an organization that doesn't draw the attention that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets will. At the end of all of this, there won't be much to point to and laugh at because the ratings will be there. Because the NFL drives the ship on all things ratings. Yeah, and... I think it's all about how they handle it. So Adam Schefter is the one reporting this, that you know they've been uncooperative and there's even been some like back and forth between producers. Yeah, they don't want to show they don't want to show players getting cut. Yeah, which they haven't done that in a few years anyways. They've right. kind of gone away from that. So that's not a big deal for HBO. If I'm HBO though, I, I try to show some of those meetings taking place. They're filming on everything. Yeah. Like I, I would I would tune in to see what Robert Sala or Jets Brass is saying to HBO about what they can't do and well, what they can't film. I'd want that out there if I'm HBO. Well, now, they, obviously, the Jets want nothing out there. Well, they can't do that based on the right of first refusal that's allowed by each they, they organization. Get final, they get final cut, basically. They, yeah, yes. They, they, see the day, they get to see the final copy, and then they tell HBO and Hard Knocks producers what to take out and what's arable. And that's every this, single year. This is where it bothers me, though. And I, I know why the teams act like this, but there's also there is still value to marketing and exposure. And even in the big bad NFL, sure. there is value to marketing and exposure. 
And everyone wants to watch this. Everyone wants to watch the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be a highly watched show for HBO. So just embrace it. At some point, you have to stop being so difficult and understand, look, you are the king of the mountain. You are the big bad NFL, and you are in big bad New York City, and now you got big bad, not inoculated Aaron Rodgers, right, coming in. So well, refresh. Em, embrace it. Well, like, he, I don't, he will embrace it. He's embraced everything about this move. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't. He's I going get to tired. want to show off the Jets and not the Packers. I get Trust tired me. of the whining and complaining about it. And just understand that people want to see this and be okay with it. And don't, don't run from it and act like you've got the nuclear codes that you're protecting at your practice for a Jets team that hasn't won anything. Right, it's Robert Sala who didn't want this at the plea of the organization uh, to the league, but they had no choice. They were one of three that could be four. Excuse me, four that could be forced into it, and it was a no-brainer. And and Chad, the other thing too, just to point out, Sauce Gardner is going to be all over this show, and and many others. They've got so many different options here, uh, where I I think it's the like you're saying the over-the-head camera and the final chop, but Sala has final say over and. Ultimately, you're not going to know about that. I have no idea who's been great and who hasn't behind the scenes. Well, I just hope they don't turn it into something that I'm going to tune in. I'm going to tune in for the first episode, like a lot of people, because you want to see the Jet. But I don't want to leave the first episode saying, boy, this was clearly an uncooperative team they're filming because we didn't see anything. Because their final cut included nothing. I don't think it will. I I hope it doesn't. I just wish I... I don't even want to read stories like this because... There needs to be some level of gratitude at some stage or some point that you just embrace the fact that, yeah, we're, we're sort of the top dog when it comes to attention well, oh, right no, no, now, no. There, and that's There's fine. no gratitude because there are only one of four teams that qualify for the show. Yeah. It, it, if there's gratitude and they're the top dog, we'd be in Kansas City or Buffalo or uh, Cincinnati right now. Possibly yeah, but Baltimore. I, but my point is they haven't won anything. So I, I would like some gratitude from this Jets team that has done nothing other than sign Aaron Rodgers, right? That they they made the deal for him, so that's what we want to see. Just stop running from it. I, I just there's nothing that's going to be revealed that is going to be earth shattering. We the, know that about these shows by now, so just yeah, it embrace it. Yeah, you're right. Like understand that part of the reason that everyone has the salaries they do is because it's a very very lucrative media deal, and part of that media deal is a deal with HBO and the, the HBO Sports to air a training camp, all-inclusive, all-access show as part of the deal. So just understand this is what you have to do. It's like the coach, Hutton, who hates, and you had to do this for a while, the coach who hates the halftime or post-game or pre-game interview that oh, doesn't yeah, I, want to do it. I hated it. There's no reason to have the halftime interview But But in they sports. also understand. It sucks. But you they get also, nothing out of it. It's filler. It's fluff. It's like, oh, look who we have access to. It doesn't provide anything to the broadcast. Yeah, but they also understand half, they have to do it. Half the time as coach, what do you want to work on in the second half? Uh, nothing. They're not. They're going to give you a five-second answer. Like it's, they, they're obligated to do it, and it. And honestly, the network does too because if they don't do it, they lose it forever. But they do it, and the Jets are doing it. They're going to have to do it, it no matter what. They right. can be as uncooperative as they want, according to Adam Schefter. This show will air, and there will be cameras around. There will be cameras on Arizona Diamondbacks games as well, but the Diamondbacks are now taking over their own television broadcast. They've had 
issues with the company locally that was airing on Bally's, Arizona, yep. um, and they've had a dispute that happened. This group, Diamond, I think Diamond Sports was the group, the regional network, they wanted to renegotiate the terms of a contract signed, went to a, a mediation, arbitration, something. They sided with the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks have now taken the rights back from them on the games. And if you are an Arizona Diamondbacks fan, for 20 bucks a month, you can watch on MLB TV every game throughout the rest of the year, and the team will take over the broadcast. And they're just like the, the Padres have also done this. Yeah, and now if you are a cable subscriber that was getting the games before, my understanding is you can continue to see the games through your cable plan on some MLB channel. Yeah, what? what it's basically like the MLB the pay-per-view package, but it'll be. Policies, yeah, right. too. This would enable you, if you're a fan of the Diamondbacks or the Padres, you can watch them without those restrictions in place. Well, and Hutton, you've brought this up before. You feel like this is going to be something that more teams, the, the Padres are doing this. They've taken over their own broadcast. Well, and then outside more of that, teams in Major League Baseball will take it in-house. And then as you see the bankruptcy that's going on, what, half of the league roughly is, is through Major League Baseball now. They're now stepping in to run these broadcasts. And I think the deal is that the teams get 80% of the revenue they would have received based on the contract that is no longer uh, being you know, forwarded their way uh, based on the bankruptcy filings or the, the threat of that with the payments coming in. That, that's where we're headed. And then I think we see the branch off of every individual team where Major League Baseball comes up as a group and they sell off the, uh, the rights for Sunday night baseball, Wednesday night baseball, all that. Uh, Fox and doubleheaders on weekends, all of that, and you still get the a la carte during the regular season. That makes total sense. And it's a moneymaker for the local markets and the teams, I if also, you do it the right way. And it helps that the Diamondbacks are potentially in a, in a race right now in their division. I also keep thinking back to their streaming partner with Apple. And if any company has the money to do this and the wherewithal, could Apple just buy into Major League Baseball yeah, to but, a level with a media package that you could go there and watch your team and pay Apple for, your for a team. subscription for your team only? But you get all of it through Apple, and it's run in conjunction with the teams, with the league, and there's some sort of either revenue share based on those subscription or Apple's just paying Major League Baseball uh, a ton. Because, I mean, that is a ton of inventory that we're talking about they'd be buying. Maybe there's something like that down the road. I, I think the a la carte style to this, where it's on linear TV, there's still national TV games also, and then you've got different teams taking over and other ones going with something else, that's probably more likely. And maybe Apple just says, hey, we want the Dodgers, the Yankees, and a few other teams. We'll just take those teams. And now you have to pay for an Apple TV subscription that's bonus that you pay more into to get those games. But that model's not great for Major League Baseball's future because your top stars are going to be in those markets that will be on Apple. The Braves and Rays were on Apple TV Plus recently, right? Yep. And on unless Friday you, night. Unless you Friday had a subscription, you had the two top teams in the league, and no one could watch it unless you had a subscription to that. Like that, That's not great for the total viewing audience of what Major League Baseball needs to point to, and that's a younger audience. They've, they've done a great job with the rules changes and things. If you have your top organizations, if you have the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, and let's just – the others can join. But if those three organizations are on Apple and that's it, 
imagine the backlash with the top games every year that a very small percentage of the national audience is going to be able to tune in for. But in what we're talking about now with this, like what the Diamondbacks are doing, what the Padres, which could be a way to the, of the future, it's the same type of deal. You're just going to have to pay through MLB TV to watch the game if you're going to stream any of those games. And I, I think that that Braves race here, talking about the next day they were on Fox. So they were nationally televised on Saturday. And then Apple TV is technically a national broadcast. If you've got Apple TV+, Plus. That's on Friday. Um, I just think doing a lot of all of this is probably what's best for Major League Baseball. Having it exclusively in one place that you have to pay to stream for everything could be problematic, could also be very profitable. A move to the Pac-12 for San Diego State would be very profitable for the Aztecs program. So profitable, and they know this, that they sent a letter to the Mountain West stating their intention to leave the conference the Mountain West took this as you are leaving the conference, not as some pre-approval to eventually leave the conference. And now there's been back and forth about whether or not San Diego State is still in the Mountain West. We find out now that, in fact, they are still in the Mountain West. And the back, they held back, what, nearly $7 million on what they were owed this past year through a, a bowl money and then just the agreement with the, with the Mountain West. They have two years remaining with the conference that we know about currently, based on this announcement. If they wanted to leave the conference now, it would cost the university, it would cost the program $34 million to get out of the contract with the Mountain West. But they played their cards and gambled. Uh, they, they tried to toe the line or have one foot across uh, you know, the state line, and it worked out in their favor. They're still in their same conference, and they tried to get into the Pac-12, but with the news coming out that the Pac-12 with the university uh, presidents and the chancellors agreeing on a grant of rights deal that's already been negotiated behind the scenes. Now the TV distribution, the streaming distribution is said to be announced soon, that according to Heather Denich yesterday in her report with ESPN. Uh, San Diego State had nowhere to go but with the Mountain West, and it's good for them that they had their name ballied about. And uh, it's also good news for the Pac-12 that they're not losing Colorado. That's what really this is about. If Colorado was going to the Big 12, San Diego State would be in the Pac-12 right now. Yeah, and you mentioned it in that, but great news for the Pac-12 that they are coming to some agreement on a new media deal that they desperately needed. And if it is in line, as reported with Big 12 and ACC, this will calm the waters big time. We're not going to be talking about is Memphis going to be the next Big 12 edition or is San Diego State is the Mountain West going, going to, to decide <laughs> between the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Yeah. Those headlines kind of go away if, in fact, this media deal uh, is announced and is as good as has been reported. Northwestern is not great at reporting, and they're certainly not great at reading reports. Now they've announced through Michael Schill, their president, that they are going to launch not one, but two more external investigations. Hutton Northwestern, they have tripled down on this now. They did a six-month-long investigation where they came back and they decided their head coach, Pat Fitzgerald, should get a two-week-in-the-middle-of-summer suspension. And then after backlash to that, they waited three days and came back and said, oh, sorry, we were wrong. He's fired now. And now they're going to say, so what we're going to do to remedy all of this is we're going to launch two more external investigations and probably do an equally bad job reviewing the reviews that are happening. 
This is much ado about nothing at this point for Northwestern. Well, what Either they're doing. Either lead and manage your department or don't. Well, what they're doing, so they're breaking this uh, in external investigation into two parts. One is to detect issues and how to do that moving forward if they arise. The other is to check out the athletic department and the culture there compared to the academic guidelines and the the standards that are in place at Northwestern more or less and, and this is the, they've fired Pat Fitzgerald they've also fired their baseball coach they're coming up with their job description for the next hires is what they're doing uh to my knowledge there's no external investigation on Michael Schill and his handling of this and I don't know how much backlash there was all I heard was a bunch of players and coaches coming to the defense of Pat Fitzgerald and then all of a sudden it went from one player and another player backing him up to then 11 players that were coming out saying this was going on. Now you've got a running back also discussing a former running back. There's a lot going on here. Shill's the one that needs to be you know, looked at with the handling. Dan Dockett's next. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. We're back, Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow on this Wednesday, live from our downtown Nashville, 6th and Peabody Studios with Old Smoky Moonshine and Yeehaw Beer. He's Jonathan Hutton. I'm Chad Withrow. And we're joined now by Dan Dockich, host of Don't At Me on the Outkick Network, with us now, coming to you live from Indianapolis. Dan, how are you on this fine Wednesday? Oh, man, I am beautiful. It is a nice day. I took my dog for a walk. I lost a ton of money yesterday licking my wounds on the golf course, but everything is good. Dan, do you buy the reports from Tom Curran up in, up in New England that, uh, that Bill Belichick is on some sort of hot seat going into this year with Robert Kraft? And if so, if so should there be any pressure on Bill Belichick? Yeah, I, I think there should be. I, I do. And, and it's unfortunate, but that's the world that we live in. I get it. He's living off of the equity that he built up with Tom Brady. But let's be honest, since Tom Brady has been gone, and that's what makes it so difficult. You can point for Bill Belichick to a specific event that has caused, if you want to call it his decline, I would call it him being 
back to being a mediocre coach in that event is getting rid of Tom Brady in his mind a year early, which is what he's done. You can point to that specifically. And, you know, I think you guys said it, and I said it at the time when Brady left Belichick, we were going to be keeping score, right? I mean, that's easy to do. And the score is very one-sided. Look, um, it's like anything else. In coaching, there is always – every coach that I knew would always say, look, Indiana fired Bob Knight. They'll fire you. Uh, now it's, hey, when Northwestern filed Pat Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald, their main guy, they'll fire you. I I can see where people are going to say, wait a second, you know, you're great with Brady. We appreciate we appreciate all you did, but we got to be better than this. Free agents aren't coming, apparently. We got to be better. And, uh, yeah, I would say, I'm not saying he's going to get fired if they don't make the playoffs, but I would say that he's certainly on a warm seat. Yeah. Dan, you mentioned Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald there, and they had the issue with Jim Foster, the uh, the baseball coach also, who they hired from West Point. So I think his style may have been a little bit different uh, when he got there to, compared to what they were accustomed to. But I see that they're going to launch two more external, external investigations mm. into the program, and I'm thinking, didn't we just have a big investigation? And at the end of it, you initially determined that Pat Fitzgerald should have a two-week suspension, and then you fired him after the fact. So what's two more investigations going to do? Well, what it's going to do is it's going to try to appease the two lawsuits that were just filed and more to come. Uh, Ben Crump has been hired by eight of the Northwestern football players, total of 16 athletes, including softball and baseball. And Ben Crump is hired for one reason and one reason only, and it ain't to settle. It's to be very public. It's to be very racial. It's to be very demonstrative and make a scene, and that's exactly why he was hired, and that's exactly what he's going to do. So if you're Northwestern, you're scrambling right now. You're trying to check out what did we miss, where did we miss it, and who missed it. So you're going back, and you're investigating because there's already been two John Doe lawsuits uh, filed. One alleged, uh, I think it was sexual abuse, and the other threw the racial discrimination in there. And it involved more than just football. It involved baseball. So get ready for it. You know, I, I think it was you and me, Chad, on Monday. We're like, well, why did they fire Fitzgerald? I think we're seeing it. I think we're seeing they fired Fitzgerald to get out in front so that when these lawsuits started piling up, at least they could say, hey, look, we fired the head coach. Now, I'll never understand how you can fire the head coach and you have a broken culture, but you're going to keep the assistance there. That is something that it boggles my mind. But I would imagine that there's going to be more heads to roll. It may be the AD. I don't think it's going to be the president. He just got there. The AD's only been there a couple years. But that's why you're seeing another investigation, because lawsuits, they are a coming, and there's already been two. Dan, I'm eager to hear from the current players. If it's a culture issue, then it happens right now with players that are currently on the roster who haven't left. Yeah, that's a tough one on them, right? I mean, I guarantee you they're Same coaches are there, too, too, by the way. Yeah, I know. I, I guarantee you, I, I would be lawyered up. Uh, yes. I, if I were a player and I had nothing to do with nothing, I would certainly be talking to an attorney because I don't want to get swept up into this. And I'll tell you exactly what that attorney would be telling somebody. That's shut your mouth. You know, don't say a word. Anything you say can and will be used to incriminate you, even in a civil suit. So shut your damn mouth. Go about your business. And we'll worry about it if and when somebody decides to contact you. So, you know, in a perfect world, you would be hearing a bunch of players, current players, and a bunch of coaches defending it, but their silence is deafening. And it's not deafening 
uh, as an indictment of what went on, it's, it's, it's deafening because you know what you don't want to be? You don't want to be subpoenaed. You don't want to be called to a witness stand. You do not want that even a little bit. You want to simply go about your business, weather this storm. And you know what? If you do have options, here, here's the tough thing. People always say, hey, look, why don't you just transfer? Well, it's not, it's not that easy. There's a human element. You're going to one of America's great schools, and you probably enjoy it. You know, and all of a sudden, you're going to do what at this time? You're going to leave? Where are you going to go? You're going to go from Northwestern to Ball State? Are you kidding me? Think about five years after college, what the degree mean? And that is to disparage Ball State when it is compared to Northwestern. I'm sorry, most schools don't meet up to the reputation. So it's not as easy. Now, if I were a recruit and I saw one just took off, I'd be saying, hey, look, hold on here a second. We're not coming until this thing gets straightened out, particularly if I was the father of a recruit and my son had options, that would be my advice that I would give him. But if I'm a player, I'm a coach, I'm just putting my head down, shutting the hell up, listening to my attorney and hoping that nobody contacts me. Until the next coach does because they're not going to be retained a year from now. Dan Dockage with us uh, here right. on Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Uh, Dan, so a discussion recently about the expansion, the potential expansion of the NCAA tournament. We know that's going to be put on hold. It's not going to expand anytime soon past of where it, where it is. And I say soon, next for the foreseeable future on the horizon. It's going to happen, though. However, I'm reading a CBS report that says they talked to and polled 100 Division I basketball coaches. 97% of them said they don't want to see the tournament expand. Are you surprised by the 97%? Yeah, I think they're idiots. I do. I mean, whenever anybody wants to criticize me, they say, yeah, you won, but yeah, you got you won a, a league title, but you didn't go to the NCAA tournament. Those 97% are fools. That'd be like 97% of, N, uh, of college football coaches saying, hey, look, we don't want the college football playoff expanded. Let me tell you, guys are going to get fired with really good records when they don't get into the college football playoff. That's just... That's just what's going to happen. So if you're at a mid-major level and you're saying, hey, look, I don't want this thing expanded, you're a fool. Now, I've always argued, look, everybody, for the most part, other than the Ivy League, you're pretty much in the NCAA tournament because once your conference tournament starts, it is your NCAA tournament, meaning you keep winning, you keep progressing, whether it's the first game of your conference tournament, championship game, into the NCAA tournament – I've always argued, and nobody seems to understand it, that everybody, Ivy League does not have a conference tournament, but everybody is actually in when we start tourney week or when we start champ week or whatever the hell ESPN calls it. But if you don't want this, you're a stone idiot. And you're right. It is going to happen, and it should happen. I mean, why not? I mean, let's be honest. People say, well, you know, uh, when it was 32 teams, that was perfect. Then it went to 64 teams. That was my senior year in college, and people complained about that. And next thing you know, Villanova beat Georgetown, and no one was complaining about anything. They were just talking about how great the games are. Look, let's be honest. If you expand a tournament, you're going to have more great games. It's not like football where you know the powers to be are going to crush the TCUs that get in there. It's not like that. You know that. In basketball, hey, look, guy gets hot from three. Next thing you know – uh, Wofford's beating Duke or Eastern Michigan's beating Duke or Rich or, or Cleveland State's beating Indiana or name an upset, whatever upset you want to name. 
So it's going to happen. It should happen. I swear to God, if you're a college basketball coach and you don't want it, you're a damn fool. Or you're at Kentucky, or you're at Duke, or you're at North Carolina, where you pretty much figure you're getting in anyway, except, of course, North Carolina this year. That's what I was thinking, Dan, is who did they poll? Did they pull John Shire? And, well, they said know, 100, though. It's right. tough to find 100 D1 coaches yeah. and have it be 97%. But, I mean, to your point, you know, you coached at Bowling Green, right? If you go find yeah. the coaches at that level or the high major coaches that got fired for not getting to the tournament enough, which we can sit and debate whether the high major coaches should be complaining at all, but I'm willing to bet the fired coaches of America – would all vote, yes, extend the tournament, <laughs> because that could have saved my hey, job if I made two more tournaments. Hey, let me explain something to you. In 2000, what was it, 2002, I think we went like 24-6. and six. Three of those losses were to Kent State. Kent State went to the Elite Eight. We lost to Kent State in the MAC championship game, tied at half, up in the second half, and they did what they did with Antonio Gates. Let me explain to you how big that is. Uh, just to get in the tournament, the Indiana job, I would have had it full time if I got Bowling Green into uh-huh. the NCAA tournament. Uh, it's that <laughs> big for mid-major coaches. It legitimately is. And I knew it at the time. Like, it wasn't like it didn't sneak up on me. You know, I knew it. Only one team was getting in. Although maybe – I remember going to the, uh, the, the commissioner and the head coach at Kent going, hey, why don't you guys throw this game? You guys are going to get in the tournament anyway. Let us get in the tournament. It's Help better us for out. the league. We get two teams. <laughs> Help a brother out here. But, no, it's that big. And any there's no chance. I mean, 100 coaches. All right, so there's probably 100 power five or whatever you call it in basketball, including the Big East coaches. Yeah, they probably all, all said, no, we don't want it extended. But if I got to tell you, if I'm at St. Bonnie hey. or I'm at Rhode Island, I want that damn thing extended. You kid Butler right now, I want that thing extended. Power five, if on the expansion, wasn't if you go by the way they currently grade teams and how they get in through the, the, the committee, and again, who knows, uh, the entire Big 12 would have made the tournament this year. So sure. I, of course the yeah, Big I mean, 12 coaches should vote yes for expansion, right. but apparently they didn't. Right. Yeah, well, uh, I don't get it. I honestly don't. And you know what? Good for them. They're, 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 they're morally upright guys. They're full of crap. You know what? Everybody now, I had a coach tell me this. He goes, look, I don't vote on what I really believe. I vote on what looks good in the newspaper because I assume every vote I make, public or private, is going to be in some type of article, some type uh-huh. of blog, and made into some type of deal. Yeah, I, look, 97% said they don't want to extend it. All right. Uh, Brad Stevens once told me this, and I use it almost in every aspect of media and my life. Who ranks the rankers? Meaning who's giving us that information? Who's telling us it's 97%? Yeah, okay, CBS Sports, my ass. They're the ones that run the tournament. I ain't buying it. So are you buying what the running backs of the NFL, the top-level running backs, are selling right now? Because there's been a bit of a running back uprising where they've all – joined together and said, we're not going to stand for this devaluing of the position anymore and just being discarded. Uh, And that is what's happening. There's no arguing that what they're saying is true about how that position is viewed now, Dan. Well, the rules are set up that way. The rules are set up to pass the ball. So who are you going to play? You know, you're going to play. You're going to pay the guy that throws the ball. You're going to pay the guy that catches the ball. You're going to pay the guy that rushes the guy that throws the ball. And you're going to pay the guy that can defend the wide receiver that catches the ball. 
Hey, look, I mean, I got a kick out of Jonathan Taylor. You know, he, 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 he put a tweet out that talked about, yeah, if you work hard, blah, 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 and how he uplifted the Colts or your, his organization. Yeah, he hadn't uplifted nothing. He's been terrific. He's a nice kid. I felt bad for him getting caught up in that. But when he got here, first year they were 11-5. and five. Great. Means they had a pretty good team. Since then, 9-8 and eight, and then 4-12-1. and one. He hadn't uplifted anything. So, look, I go back to Walter Payton, my all-time favorite player. Bears were always awful. Then what'd they do? They got a defense. They did. They got a heck of a defense, and they won the Super Bowl. I've always paid attention to that. O.J. Simpson, ah, never been to the Super Bowl. Isaiah, Isaiah, whatever his name is, Panchero or Panchenko, he's a star with Kansas City. He'd been in the Super Bowl. I'm just saying it is what it is. You're worth what the market says you're worth. Running backs can't be devalued. Seems like there's a ton of them that are pretty good. None more special than the other, I guess. I don't know. Barry Sanders, never been in a Super Bowl. Colts had Edger and James, didn't get to the Super Bowl. Colts had freaking uh, Eric Dickerson, never gotten to the Super Bowl. They found a versatile guy, Joseph Adai. Guess what? They win the Super Bowl. It is what it is. I tell you what, let those running backs go into the business world. Let them guys go into the world of sales and see how it works out for them. They're complaining that the, that the thing is $10 million, the franchise tag. Hey, Go in the real world. See if you can make $10 million. You better be the CEO of Eli Lilly for crying out loud. Dan Dockich, he lives in the real world, and he lives with us once a week. And every he day. lives every day, every weekday on Don't At Me on the Outkick Network. Dan, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. You, got, you guys are awesome. Thanks for everything, fellas. Have hit, a great afternoon. Hit them straight. Win that money back. Absolutely. Yeah. Dan Dockich. Yeah. Yeah, it's – look, it, it's uh, – the, the kind of it is what it is is sometimes overplayed, but – and we've talked about it. that's exactly where it is right now in terms of the market. I maybe it it's cyclical and it cycles back in favor of the running back position again, but who knows? May not happen. Also, something that will happen though is every Wednesday on this show, we get fired up. We go true scorched earth next with primary Pissed complaint. Pissed off for greatness. Primary complaint is next. This is Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, Hot Mike, with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network on this Wednesday, live from 6th and Peabody Studios, downtown Nashville, Old Smoky Moonshine, Yeehaw Beer. He's Jonathan Hutton. I'm Chad Withrow. This is Wednesday afternoon at a very special time in a very special place because it is our time to complain. Primary complaint is now. It's time to air our top grievance of the week. You can complain all you want. My job is so unfulfilling. Don't run away from your feelings. It's time for Hot Mike's primary complaint. Guys, my primary complaint this week. News media teases that if true, going into break, would require 
top-of-the-show coverage, not C-block BS. For instance, the supplement in your cabinet could cause you to die. What is it? That's next. That's bullcrap. Because if it were true, you'd lead with it. A defect in a recall that's going to prevent you, or you shouldn't, go pick up your kid from ball practice during this commercial break. No, not buying it. And going back to just the weather, Chad, that we've been sitting through, you may need to get to your safe place. We'll tell you where that is next. Sorry, not sticking around for that. Give me the headlines. Tell me what's important and what's not, and not just try to continue to feed us stuff like we're sheep. So many of us are. I'm going to hammer this home. I'm tired of the crap because there's a lot of it out there. That's my primary complaint. It feels like you should be levied a fine from the FCC if you say, we find your safe place. We'll tell you I mean, where in this tornado. Chad, if you're in its path after this three-minute break, the way that, it's should going, a, that should be a finable offense. The way it's going the right media. now is we have found a cure for a very specific type of cancer, and they're not going to tell you. Yep. That's it's you're a leading, mess. You're, the entire show is that. It's a mess. You know what else is a mess? Conversation lingerers or not knowing how to get out of a conversation in the appropriate amount of time. Are you thinking about something in particular? We are over at SEC Media Days, <laughs> and I can't think of a specific uh, interaction, but there's been a few. Oh, I can. There's been a number of interactions. And uh, we've, got, we've got a package coming in. I just, I just saw a number of interactions where, and look, I, I, I will be the first to say, okay, there is a specific art to this about getting in, getting out, being polite, being pleasant, not being offensive to someone, not seeming rude while also moving along and continue to move through a room or get to where you need to go. Hmm. I probably err on the side of being curt, that I, I kind of get, get it going quicker and shake hands and, and walk away. But what I cannot stand is the person who does not understand when the conversation has ended and will just sit and sit and stare and allow for awkward silences and then start a new conversation instead of just, okay, our time together and our pleasantries are over. We will now shake hands. You will go about your business. I will go about mine. It is time to talk to new people and or get about our work that we're doing here this happens far too often where someone will linger around a conversation for too long. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably that person. So be mindful of it, be a little bit quicker, allow people to get about their day, and don't linger too long in a conversation. This is my primary complaint. Yeah, Greg Sankey. That's what Chad's saying. Yeah. Uh, very oh, Greg Sankey, who will join us uh, coming up, yeah. lingered for far too long. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, we have uh, a, a packed house today for primary complaint. In the house is Haley Karania from Outkick. Haley, welcome to primary complaint. Is this your debut? This is my primary complaint debut, yes. Oh. Do you feel honored? I feel honored, but I feel like my primary complaint isn't good enough for the debut. But my primary complaint, at least this week, is sitting down at a restaurant and not having salt and pepper on the table already because I hate nagging for things. I know that I would be a terrible waitress, so I don't like asking for things, but I want salt and pepper readily available to me. 
that, that's, that's a really good one. And I can't uh, think well, of many places unless you go somewhere really nice. Yeah, but I don't. They wouldn't have it on the table. The nicest restaurant ever. I want salt and pepper on the table. You can come around with the big fancy uh, fresh pepper later. But I want and it's going to take forever. I think yeah, that regular I, old salt and pepper. I think though the nicer the restaurant, they see it as an insult if you ask for salt. So putting it on the table would be them suggesting that they haven't salted it properly. Correct. So that their then they're almost saying, kiss. It, yeah, it's like we're undercutting ourselves here because at this fine establishment, Haley, we would never <laughs> undersalt our food. So you'd never have the need for more salt. So why put salt on the table? It's I've, perfect as served to you. That's the message they're trying to send to you. I beg to differ. Chad, do you think Davey Hudson, who joins us from SEC Media Days, has been on a date where they didn't have salt or pepper on the table? Probably. <laughs> this will tell us the I, level I of question. I'm actually, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I'm not even that observant to, I, 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 I'm trying to think, like, I seldom even grab the salt or the pepper. I, that's not really... That's a good question. I'll have to do some digging. When you uh, guys, take it's your hard to Denny's. You know, what yeah. is the salt and pepper Chick-fil-A situation has there? This, right, it's already they, they there. Have, they, I think they have multiple salts on the table at Denny's normally. I'm more of, more of a Waffle House guy because you're always within distance to just yell at the server to just send you whatever they need. Um, guys, I'll be honest. I'm kind of not in the mood to complain because there was some great news that came by not too long ago. But my primary complaint for today is when you're in between belt loop notches. Currently been running around here for SEC Media Days, and it's like, am I on the second loop or, or second notch or the third notch? I've been having to go back and forth just kind of depending on did I just eat lunch or use the bathroom. It's, uh, it's, it's been, been a real hassle. I've been struggling, and that's definitely my primary complaint. Do you think in walking around Radio Road, Davey, that you're losing grip on the notch, like you're actually losing weight, burning calories, or is this more of yeah, a which direction you're are you hitting going? the buffet too many times? No, I haven't been eating much. I've actually been drinking way too much coffee. I'm probably going to crash any moment, to be honest. That's nice. What was the good news you received? Can you share it with us? Oh, yes, I can. I've, uh, so I don't know if you guys have heard this, but Creed is reuniting. So that's, uh, that's huge. With now have I, already, I have already been in the Outkick account on Twitter and DM Scott Stapp to ask him to come on the show. Yes. Uh, so... I mean, this is just big across the board. I mean, this is the number one story in the world of music right now. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to, to get more details on that. I think Tupac's story is a little bit larger than... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Tupac. Well, there's plenty of time to yeah. get to well, Tupac. I mean, we hit we'll it get, yesterday, Chad. So, yeah, con- I mean, it's, on the, it's on there again today, but yeah. we did hit it yesterday. We'll, we'll hit it again for sure. Davey, uh, appreciate it. Have fun over there on, uh, on Radio Row, and uh, we'll hopefully be chatting with Mark Stoops, Kentucky yeah, head coach, uh, a little bit tell, later. Uh, tell Saban we said what's up. Oh, speaking of Saban. Yeah, I'll pass that along. Speaking of Saban, uh, I'll go ahead and say it because I just don't care. Um, go ahead. Davey tried to get Alabama people on the show today, and Alabama's SID basically looked at Davey and said, oh, you're without kick? Absolutely not. Will we put anyone on uh, a show without kick? And uh, I'm guessing it's because of things I said about Jermaine Burton and their handling of that and probably things we've written and said about Brandon Miller. So the lesson here and the moral is, first off with Jermaine Burton, don't hit women – and then also don't not punish someone after they hit a woman on camera exiting a field if you don't want to be criticized by someone. And the whole Brandon Miller situation is a complete mess also. That's my message to Alabama. Also, I don't think Alabama did much with anyone today, not just outkick. Well, that's, that's par for they, the course. They don't really uh, play ball with, with other people because they're very high and mighty about things like that. Haley, I would like to ask you about this while we have you on here. Davey talking about the belt loop situation. 
I feel like this is a real epidemic with the ladies because women now guys are wearing tighter fitting clothes now. You know, clothes are a bit more uh, the, the fits a bit tighter. Are you about to call them fat men. or bulimic? Which one? No, I, I think that because women's clothing is just so tight. Like I look at women's clothing and I think, man, depending on the day, I'm not fitting into that. <laughs> right? Like that, if yes. I had like a heavy meal the yeah. night before, mm-hmm. right? I I don't know that I'm gonna fit into those pants or that top or whatever it is. Uh, I have. Certain, it's got to be an issue, right? Yes, I have certain items of clothing that I can only wear in the morning. But then, like after lunch, I'm like, yeah, that dress isn't going to look the same. How so. pissed off are you when <laughs> you put on? Because I've I've done this where you like put on the pants that are a little tighter, and you like have a little bit harder time buttoning it, or you know it's a little tighter than usual, and I, it just makes me mad. I don't even want to try them on. Even if I think that they're not going to fit properly, Chad wants the because flu it, it to be makes able to fit me into makes me angry. Yes, give me food poisoning, please, <laughs> so Chad, I can fit into these damn jeans that I want to wear again. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I think the size of women's jean pockets would make you even more angry if you needed to fit into those. They are absolutely for decoration only. You can't fit a cell phone in them. You can barely fit. I had a pair of leggings. They have the tiniest little pocket. I could barely fit my credit card and my ID in them. So stupid. They don't, they're not meant for living. I don't know what they make women's clothes for, but they don't fit women. I'll just say that. But women decide what looks good and what doesn't. Like if it doesn't fit the uh, card, if if you can't put a credit card in the side of your Lululemon, I don't know why they're so popular. I'm going to become a fashionista. And uh, I'm going to create cl- practical clothing for women. Well, wow. the, the other thing, That's going to be the sell. Like, the, the, uh, ladies, th- these clothes may <laughs> not look the best, but it's going to have a pocket Why? big enough to put a cell phone in, and you're going to love that about uh, them. Uh, where Our I would hero. like, I want to start, and I think this is universal across the board. Uh, an extra large should mean an extra large. A large should be a large. Why is there not standard sizing? That is such a great point. Where if I'm wearing point. a size 10 shoe and I order it online as a 10, it's way too small, and I have to go up to the 11 to return it. I, I, I hate this. And yeah, Like 16-ounce drink what, is a 16-ounce drink everywhere. What is Right? It's in a 16-ounce mm-hmm. container. Yeah. So how can we not? We I are should in, not need a size guide. Clothes are essentially containers for the body. Should not need so a size how can guide. we not get a universal size system that everyone adheres to? And if they don't, uh, there's some sort of governing body that will kick them out of being able to sell clothes because it does not fit with the universal sizing system. Haley, why? Tell us, please. I don't. Have, I know you have an answer. I don't have an answer, but Americans usually do everything opposite of everyone else. So even if we could get like an American system that's just all one, and then maybe we have to deal with European sizes if you order clothes from somewhere overseas. But at least, like, can we just get on the same page here? Yeah, but they're all being made in China or Taiwan. That's the problem. Is I think it's the Chinese that's messing up the system <laughs> because they're not going to play by our rules. So if it's made in America, I think you could get a uniform sizing system, possibly if everything was manufactured and made in America. But when you go overseas for products, they're going to do whatever they want. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy that. We won't cheers to China. You think that they'll, they'll play ball with that too? I and they think, can do the same. I think certain companies have their own measurements and sizes, and they are not. You know, they've got to be high and mighty, so they're extra large. Actually, is like a men's medium. Uh, well, and, like here's a, an example, like Nike shoes. To me, Nike shoes always run small. You know, I wear a twelve and a half, or sometimes thirteen. Large? 
I, I would need a I would absolutely need a thirteen to be able to fit into. But Nikes. I have no idea if Nike's on point or not because the others could just run large. I, I just I want to know what size ten and a half is. This is our new segment on the show called Ask a Girl. And we just bring Haley on and we just ask her a question that only a girl could answer. And are then, you are do you order all your stuff online? Yeah, I very rarely shop in person. I order I, everything I, online and I'm, I'm terrified I'm, by this. I'm pretty good at going through the size guide and like figuring it out. Sometimes I really miss the mark, but for the most part, I don't have to send things back. Chad's pretty standard on, I, I feel like you're, you grab your large or extra large and you're good to go. Yeah, but there are, I mean, to your point, like a lot, like some shirts, like most shirts I wear a large. I know. Yeah. And then some brands like the large is, you know, I'm showing nipples when I wear the large and I got to go extra large, right? Because it's a little tight and I'm not My trying man, to do the, that. Is this a medium? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Sir, I did not ask for a medium. I asked for a, a large this was go this around. A, the only thing large was the uh, the large meal. Is that what you said the, the yeah, night before? The large combo that I had the night before. And yes, I did supersize that combo. Haley, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for partic- participating in our first ever Ask a Girl segment <laughs> on the show. Maybe we will um, return to this uh, topic, this segment, Love at it. another time. Um, Hutton, we got into a lot earlier today with Greg Sankey. We sat down with the SEC commissioner, and a man we of power. even asked him about his power, if he's cognizant of that power, and does he have any interest in being the czar of college sports? Because if he wanted the throne, he could snatch that throne right now. Does Bring he want it? What does he think about NIL and the future of college sports? Greg Sankey will tell you. The SEC Commissioner joins us next. This is Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow.